Faith, Hope and Love, 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B, Episode 103. A prophet is a holy person who listens carefully to God's ways and then speaks them faithfully, in season and out of season. Prophets have always had a difficult time. They often say messages that aren't popular, but they are truthful. They're given with faithfulness and love. Often when we hear something that's really challenging, it's easier to ignore the messenger or blame the messenger than to change our hearts. Today's readings talk about Jesus and his message and how he was entirely faithful to his mission and he is the fulfillment of all prophets that went before him. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Love is patient Love is kind Love who would hold love most Never insisting things to be its way Not resentful Merciful love, O God, we have received in the midst of your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with saving justice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone as we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ. As we begin to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let's acknowledge our sins. Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of God's kingdom. Lord, have mercy. You come in word and in sacrament to strengthen us and make us holy. Christ, have mercy. You will come again in glory with salvation for your people. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great sins of the world 
upon us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy. For on those who have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. A spirit entered into me and set me on my feet, and I heard one speaking to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a nation of rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have transgressed against me to this very day. The descendants are impudent and stubborn. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. Whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house, they shall know that there has been a prophet among them. The Word of the Lord our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for his mercy. To you have I lifted up my eyes, you who dwell in the heavens, my eyes like the eyes of slaves on the hand of their lords, like the eyes of a servant on the hand of his mistress. So our eyes are on the Lord our God, till he show us his mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy, we are filled with contempt. Indeed, all too full is our soul, with the scorn of the rich, with the proud man's disdain. Our eyes are fixed on the Lord, pleading for his mercy. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 12, verses 7 to 10 Brothers and sisters, considering the exceptional character of the revelations, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. 
so I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He sent me to bring good news to the poor. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. Jesus came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who had heard him were astounded. They said, Where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? and brother of James and Joseph, and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offence at him. Then Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour, except in his hometown, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And Jesus could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And Jesus was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villagers teaching. The Gospel of the Lord When Jesus came to visit his hometown, he got a very poor reaction. People could not cope with him. Like all the prophets before him, he spoke the message of the kingdom, irrespective of popularity and even in the face of rejection. Also, the people did not believe he was the Messiah, or anyone special for that matter. In some ways, our Lord was too much for them. But in another sense, he was not enough for them. Jesus the carpenter? It cannot be. How could he be a prophet, let alone more than a prophet? How can this be? How could he be the long-promised Messiah? It can't be. We know him too well. We've seen him growing up. We know his family. There isn't anything special about him, they would have objected. They couldn't see anything in him. He seemed too ordinary, too normal, not special enough. So in one of the most bizarre incidents in the Gospel, we hear that our Lord could work no miracles there. And then almost as an afterthought it says he could only heal a few sick people. Only heal people? You sure have a tough crowd when even the wonderful things he was achieving were underestimated. And that is the beauty of the gospel message today. Even in this day and age we still can fall for the trap of thinking that the divine and the special and the exciting can only be found in the different, in the unusual in the dramatic and in the new. So we fail to see the wonders right under our nose. 
we don't see the blessings and graces that are hiding in plain sight, as the saying goes. And yet here comes Jesus, one who was ordinary like them, who grew up in the same hometown next to them and performed the same daily chores as everyone else. He ate with people, worked, laughed and cried just like everyone else. What is so special about that? How can this ordinary person be so extraordinary? They were virtually saying, how can the promised Messiah be quite that human? But here is the true miracle, the miracle of the incarnation, God made flesh, revealed in Christ. It is precisely in the exercise of all the virtues of ordinary human relationships, in trust, in acceptance, in patience, in faithfulness, that we too will experience the building up of the kingdom, the power of Christ. If we live our lives with faith, hope and love, then Christ, who is God at work in our lives, remakes and refashions us in the image of God's kingdom through the ordinariness of our daily virtues and actions. Our Lord spent a lot of his ministry trying to calm people down. They put far too much store in miracles, signs and dramatic shows of power. Our Lord even said in frustration, It is a wicked generation that asks for a sign, and none will be given to it. Jesus did not want people believing in him only because they expected miraculous signs of bread and fish, or even because he had the power to calm storms, to heal people and to do exceptional actions that left them astounded. Rather, he wanted them to learn about his message and learn about the ways of God and the principles of the kingdom of God. He wanted them to truly live the gospel message in all its beauty, in its inclusiveness, mercy, sharing, justice, and practical charity and compassion. The gospel was not about smoke and mirrors, but about the divine that could be found in the everyday of life. His message was not about lightning and earthquakes, but about the gentle breeze of God's presence, the small quiet voice, in and through the ordinary events and people and actions of our lives. This gospel reminds us to look for the extraordinary in the ordinary, to seek the wisdom of God wherever it is found, especially in the unlikely and unexceptional situations and people of life. These two readings this weekend challenge us to perceive the presence of God in one another, to listen to the Holy Spirit speaking in one another, to have hearts that are open to one another. Although our Lord was unique and his divinity derives from his very nature as the Son, who is eternally one being with the Father, yet our Lord also tells us that God's Spirit dwells within us and that God allows us to share in the divine life of God. So whilst we don't expect to find divinity in one another in the exact same way in which divinity was fully present in our Lord, but we know that God is truly present in every human being. Too often we can ignore that presence or even deny by our actions and attitudes that God makes his home in us. St. Paul in the second reading has a very different problem. He's so aware of God's divine presence within him that he must concentrate on his own weaknesses in order to keep from losing his attention on his utter reliance on God's grace and mercy. 
and also he can't forget the real needs and struggles of others who he is called to serve. He realises that his incredible spiritual gifts could possibly tempt him to go astray if he got too proud or self-absorbed in the graces of God that have been given to him. So Paul focuses on his weakness and brokenness. St. Paul has learned a very important lesson and wants to share it with us. We tend to assume that the way to achieve important things in life is naturally under our own steam, by our own talent and by our own inequalities, strengths and virtues. But God says to St. Paul and to us, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is revealed in weakness. But what does that mean? That's such a mysterious concept. When I am weak, I am strong? How can this be? For one thing, when we rely solely on our own talent our own strength and competence, as good as that may be, it's easy to reinforce that it it is all about me. It's all about us. It's not so clear how this relates to God and God's way of thinking and acting, particularly if God's ways are about love, freedom, mercy, choice, inclusion and persuasion. Force and overwhelming strength and control have no place in God's ways. The opposite of force is what looks like weakness to the world, vulnerability and grace. When we experience weakness or realise what we lack, there is the opposite situation. Our weakness creates a big space for God to work in us. God can work wonders in the space that is not about us, but about the other. Our lack creates a space for freedom which is one of God's values. People are free to listen or not. If they don't listen to God, they're doing themselves terrible harm, but they are free to do that. People in our Lord's time, and even in our time, want God to reveal himself in dramatic and powerful, obvious ways. But that stops us looking for God's presence in the ordinary and in the people on the margins, in those who are weak and struggling, who are being treated unjustly. We might be tempted to think that something as important as spreading God's word and proclaiming the gospel of Christ would have to require the best, the strongest, the most charismatic and the most perfect of people. And yet, that's clearly not the way God thinks. A quick look through the Bible indicates that through the ages God has called to serve him people who are often notably flawed, confused and sometimes even downright self-interested and sinful at times at least, and many, many people who are now official saints of God's church served God despite some astounding barriers. Many had physical, spiritual and emotional obstacles that would have seemed impossible, and they would have been impossible without relying on God's grace and cooperating fully with it. It can't be a coincidence. We can be so clearly aware of the teaching of our Lord in all of today's readings. At a practical level, these teachings invite us to look for the divine in others and to be aware of the weakness and brokenness in ourselves. It's often true that we can fall into the trap of doing things the other way around. We can see the brokenness and sinfulness of others while failing to deal with my own weaknesses, my own brokenness and sinfulness, 
and there's a danger that we can spend too much time searching for the divine within our own lives and not spend enough time searching and finding it alive in those around us, or even more so. When we learn to see the divine in others and the brokenness in ourselves, we're ready to form with others the communion which is the church, which is the body of Christ. Let us ask this weekend for the Lord to send his Holy Spirit on us so that we may never fear to speak the truth, and speaking this truth always with love, compassion, and always in order to build up the body of Christ, never to tear it down. And let's ask the Lord to let us always delight in the goodness and divinity of others. And may we continue to ask the Lord for healing of our own sinfulness and brokenness. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We confidently lift our voices to the Lord in prayer. In faith we present our petitions for our own needs and those of our world. that the Church may listen attentively to the prophets among us, who awaken us to the truth and point us to the path of Jesus. Lord, hear us. That the people of the world may listen and be prompted to action by the prophets who today call for justice, equality and peace. Lord, hear us. That those who are rejected because of who they are or what they believe may never despair of Christ's love. Lord, hear us. That those who have grown weak, whether physically, emotionally, spiritually or mentally, may find the power and strength of Christ at work in their weakness and that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. That those made powerless by death may join Christ in the everlasting glory of his kingdom, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of the prophets, Hear the prayers we offer and fill our every need. We make our prayer through God, who is one with us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May this oblation dedicated to your name purify us, O Lord, and day by day bring our conduct closer to the life of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed man in your own image and set humanity over the whole world in all its wonder to rule in your name over all you have made and to forever praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Come to me, all who labour and are burdened, and I will refresh you, says the Lord. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that having been replenished by such great gifts, we may gain the prize of salvation and never cease to praise you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA, with adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms. The Psalms, a new translation, copyright 1963, The Grail, England, published by Collins. Mass in honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, published 2011, composed and sung by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky. 
featuring the Gloria. See www.ccwatershed.org forward slash Charbonnel, C-H-A-B-A-N-E-L forward slash. Copyright 2018, Corpus Christi Watershed. Prayers of the Faithful are adapted from Robert Borg's 1993 book, Together We Pray, published in Sydney, Australia by E.J. DeWire, out of print. Faith, Hope and Love theme, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, set to original music by Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless you and keep you.